Welcome to another episode of Sweet Valley Online. This week, we're discussing Sweet Valley Twins number 52, Booster Boycott. I'm Wing. I can't believe I'm about to admit this, but I was a cheerleader once upon a time, and I'm still waiting for werewolves. I'm here with my not-so-evil triplets, Dove and Raven. I'm Dove, and up until this second, I didn't even know that I knew a cheerleader. Give me an R, R, give me an A, A, give me a V, V, give me an E, E, give me an N, N, what does that spell? Dickhead. Thanks. That is actually a perfect example of this book. People doing things and being dicks. Yay! Winston Egbert wants to join the boosters. There's gender essentialism everywhere and the unicorns do things to keep him out. Woo! Go, team, go! The big setup for plot A is that Sweet Valley Middle School is hosting the Southern California Middle School Cheering Championship, which is quite a mouthful, for the very first time. So not only are the boosters excited to be hosts, but it will be their first competition. Because they didn't exist before this year. And yet somehow they're hosting the championship this year. And somehow it's the biggest thing in the world to them. Sweet Valley time makes no sense. Anyway, Amy supports Winston trying out. Grace Oliver sort of backs her up in the beginning, but the rest of the unicorns torment him and refuse to even consider it, though they all admit that high school teams are co-ed and they could do a bunch of different tricks if they had guys on the squad. Winston goes about forcing them to let him audition, not join, just audition, keep in mind, by having people sign a petition. The unicorns destroy it rather than turn it in, and yet do not really get into any trouble about that, because sure, why would anyone parent and or teach in Sweet Valley? While Winston goes about all of this, the boosters are, three weeks out from the competition, trying to come up with new cheers and routines for the competition, because, yeah, that's... That's definitely the time to be doing that, absolutely, 100%. Winston, of course, has backup plans in place because Winston, surprisingly awesome in this book. The unicorns are giant bags of fail throughout. Winston also ends up being a really great gymnast considering he only took like three weeks of classes. Winston and Grace crush on each other and it's kind of adorable. Charlie the bully and some of his friends beat Winston up because Winston wants to be a cheerleader, which was a surprising amount of violence in a Sweet Valley Twins book. The unicorns try to sabotage Winston's practice once he makes the squad by doing things like putting peanut butter in his sneakers, which he laughs off but is actually really disgusting. Grace finally decides that she's going to welcome him by drawing a cartoon and having Elizabeth run it in the Sixers, and that is, of course, the thing that finally makes Winston run off and quit the team, because he thinks that Grace, whom he adores, uh, is now making fun of him. She apologizes. Elizabeth apologizes. The boosters go to the competition, make fools of themselves in the first half of it, but somehow still managed to make it to finals because, again, logic has no place. Winston shows up at the competition, and not only do the unicorns let him join, but they defend him from another beatdown by Charlie and the goons. Winston showing up allows Jessica to do this really cool somersault off of a pyramid trick at the end. That's good enough. Good enough! good enough for the team that made a fool of themselves and could barely finish anything in round one to take second place in the competition. Their first competition. They've existed for like 30 seconds. And they take second place. I hate everything. The B plot is tied surprisingly closely to the A plot, which is that Todd is really jealous of how much time Elizabeth is spending with Winston as Winston tries to make this play to join the squad, even though Todd at first is fairly supportive of him doing this. Elizabeth and Amy decide to play a trick on Todd to teach him a lesson, have Amy start spending extra time with Todd, and yet Elizabeth somehow becomes jealous, even though she's involved with what's actually happening and, and knows the plan. 
and everybody allegedly learns a lesson about jealousy and love triangles or squares or quartets or whatever. I don't even care. I hate it. I hate everyone. No one's jealous of my hatred, but I hate everyone anyway. So, to sum up this really short and terrible recap, the boosters are terrible. Winston is wonderful. Elizabeth is terrible. The boosters win everything because there's a weight field on it. I hate this book. Go team go. I think you'll find it was a love rhombus. There you go, a love rhombus. And don't sit on the fence about how you feel about this book. Tell us how you really, really feel. <laughs> I realized that I was kind and gentle and withheld judgment, but I really, really, really want to burn the world down. Mostly because it was just boring and terrible. Not even good rage, just boring and terrible. See, I don't agree with that. I thought it was a good book. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the story. I uh, I thought it was... The unicorns were... They were terrible, but they were they were an entertaining terrible. Because they were like, we can't have a boy. We can't have a boy in our squad. It'd be awful. Right, let's, t- t- let's go to practice. What are we going to do? Well, I'm going to sit here and read magazines. And I'm going to do this. And we're going to just work on how we're going to smile at people. And it's just their practice without... Any sort of guidance from who was the teacher? Langberg. Langberg, and without Winston being there to give really cool suggestions, was exactly how I expected a unicorn-led practice to be, and it, it made me laugh every time. I mean, you're definitely allowed to have your wrong opinions. That's very true. We live in that <laughs> world. Uh, I actually don't disagree about how their practices go. It's very true to them. I just expected their attempts to keep him out to be more clever or funny or something. Like, mm. the peanut butter and the shoe thing, that just, that doesn't scream unicorn to me. Yeah, I mean, these are the girls who very nearly got Nora and Candy to kill herself on in book three. They have lost their spiteful edge. I can't remember what they did to Nora, but I remember being very angry about it. But I still remember in book two, I think it was, it might even been book one, when Amy was trying to join the boosters. No, that was book four? Book four, okay, when she was trying to join, when she was trying to join, and there was a lot of build-up to where they were, they would never let Amy join, uh, because they were, and they were, they were going to do some cool and ridiculous thing to stop them, stop Amy, and they just didn't come up with anything. I seem to think they were, they were going to change the weighting on the baton or something like that, but all he did was make her do something hard. And then she did that hard thing, and then they were just completely stuffed. He's just like, oh, you've, you've done that then. Uh, all right. I expected more from them then. So I can sort of see that that sort of extended to now. Actually, with you saying that, they did get Amy to do a Ken Ken, he's our man. If he can't do it, no one can cheer to embarrass her because By Ken, herself. Yes, they did. Ken really hates anyone uh, noticing that he might like girls which is odd he's still in that sort of eight-year-old boy girls have cooties phase which is just weird and to be fair they they pulled the exact same trick on winston Winston. they asked him to cheer on i can't remember who it was Um, wasn't it bruce yeah bruce yeah so um so that you know, the implication of homosexuality would have him running home with his fabulous tail between his legs. He cheers for Belinda instead, though, doesn't he? Which I thought was super clever. Like, a w- great way to play it, too, that, you know, hey, the girls' teams deserve to be cheered for as well, which is true. I think I'd have more respect for him if he'd have just done the whole love actually, here comes Colin Frizzle and he's got a big knob <laughs> sort of chant for Bruce. Nice. <laughs> I'd be like, yes, that would be great. Bruce does not have a big knob. He wears very tight pants. <laughs> I think you've actually hit on the head why I was bored with so much of this. You're right. It is kind of just a rehash of Amy trying to join the boosters. Just this time he's got a dick and he's a nerd, even more of a nerd. I guess they do think she's a nerd too. I suppose though with Amy when she joined the boosters, that was literally two pages of uh, the book, wasn't it? It wasn't the main main thing. Yes, it was. It was four. called Choosing Sides. But it wasn't Choosing Sides with Amy, was it? Well, it's the twins choosing sides. It was the like twins, Elizabeth, yeah. technically, has to choose between her 
two best friends because Amy, her best friend, wants on the boosters, and Jessica, her best friend, doesn't want Amy on the boosters. So, so was that the main plot of that book? It was, and the B plot was. Jesus, I know. Right? Ken wants to join the basketball team, but he's really oh, short, yeah. and then they imp- implausibly teach him to be better at basketball by using a, a tennis ball, and we all kind of yeah. went. Yeah, no. Nah, to be fair, he is, you know, he's, he's, he's what, like 18 inches tall, so <laughs> tennis ball's probably a good size for him. I mean, I wonder what the <laughs> rules are if his teammates pick him up and use him to use, throw the ball. Like, he holds the ball, they throw him, it all works out well. Throw yeah, team, does mate. it just count as a glove, basically? <laughs> <laughs> I just, uh, that's wild. But yeah, so... Maybe that is why I was bored. I did, I don't know, maybe this many books on, and definitely this many books on. I just expect the unicorns to be more clever in what they do. Maybe they fail. They probably fail. I have no belief that they wouldn't fail at it. But I need them to have higher, brighter ideas of how to sabotage him. Though I'll admit the tearing up the, uh, the petition and him trusting them with it that threw me i was surprised that he trusted them i was not surprised that they tore it up i thought that was very true to character uh, and i was surprised that he would made a copy which i shouldn't have been but i was so go go winston way to be smart yeah i mean of the things that they did to sabotage him i thought that was the weakest really uh, yeah yeah i thought that because the, the peanut butter in the shoes and stuff like that it was all very childish and silly but it was it was a little creative even though not very well creative, where I was just like, oh, yeah, you, I, we've been handed the petition. I will rip up the petition. You know what I mean? It, it was just like, really? It's the obvious thing. It's the oh, obvious it's, thing you do but with it's it. But they are very obvious is the thing. Like, that's the, they walk around, we're the best of the school. They're super obvious. So I thought that was realistic. Uh, besides, and I was going to be annoyed that, you know, no teacher is ever going to yell at them. But we know what teachers do in Sweet Valley. Raven's very, very strong strongly opinionated on that yeah so clearly they know they can get away with anything so ripping up the petition best idea (laughs) the thing is it's ms langberg the one person who's actually historically called them on their shit back when they were pretending yeah remember when they were pretending that donnie diamond was in the unicorns and she was like really that was her that's her cousin yeah I forgot uh, that was her. Great continuity, yeah, then, me actually. Too. Huh. Good yeah. work there, Dove. That's nice. Yeah, the one person like who has her. ever said no to them, because like I'm fairly certain, like the rest of the school's just like, well, if the unicorns or a Wakefield says it, it's gonna happen. Clearly, I do believe that there's also didn't Mister um, Mister Clark, the headmaster, do the same when even oh, why am I talking about this book? <laughs> When Lila wanted to have the new music teacher sacked after Ithig, when she worked out the Ithig thing, and Lila still at the end was like, no, she's a terrible teacher. And Mr. Clark went, Lila, get the fuck out of this. You're not, we're not having this. And really laid into her for that. I think that um, that that as an action would be undermined by the fact that he hired Mr. Davis, whose first uh, <laughs> yeah swings first around about plan of action him, isn't it? Yeah. was to divide up the girls and yeah. you know expect them to just sit there and paint their nails and not do anything brainy. So I think we can agree, Mr. Clark deserves no kudos. Yeah, no credit. At best, Mr. Clark, Mr. Clark's year has been mixed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Adding more credence to the idea that all of his appointments are made via the use of a dartboard, I think. Yeah, well, you know, he is on an upswing because I think we did the first six or seven podcasts. We couldn't remember who he is, who he was, what his name was. And so we just all agreed that Janet Howell was probably the principal. So, you know. (laughs) (laughs) You've got a C for history, I'm afraid. That does reflect very badly on the unicorns. (laughs) That's frightening. (laughs) (laughs) oh gosh but overall going back to this book i do like winston um i do too i liked grace i thought it was a massive they really dropped the ball by putting that cartoon in the sixes because yeah there was something emasculating about it and the the guy i mean i'm not 
saying that all guys are so tender in their their masculinity that they can easily be unraveled but that dude's kind of been fighting that cause for a while right and to get a win and then to still be undermined well it's like because he he expects that from a lot of the other unicorns which is or the, i guess the other boosters which same thing uh, at that point but to have grace and elizabeth be behind this who have both been very supportive of him throughout this i can absolutely see that being kind of a final straw for him like well hell if even people who are supposed to be my friends people i really like are doing this to me the hell am i supposed to do now you win fine i'm out and just for those um who it's been a while since they've read the book it was a cartoon of winston in a girl's cheerleading uniform raising his pom-poms and the caption was nice knees winston so yeah i think it was a very bad editorial decision by Elizabeth, to be honest. I was just like, really? You're going to go with that? Though, no. realistically bad. Like, that absolutely makes sense to me that a 12-year-old who is running a school paper, that's only supposed to be the sixth grade paper, with very little supervision would make that kind of decision for a friend. Like, oh, yeah, this is a cute thing. I see what you're doing. Let's do it. Not ever thinking about any sort of other responses to it or how it could be interpreted that's a very realistic decision to have made so agreed now well if that decision came from anybody else i'd I'd say yes but if the fact is that elizabeth overthinks everything and elizabeth's the person who would think about that sort of thing can you think of any other book that we've had so far in where elizabeth has not been the one who instinctively has made the right choice Yep, yep 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 and it totally ties into this Elizabeth the Impossible. She, as you said, she has been making all the decisions on the Sixers. Mr. Bowman sort of just weighs in on a weekly meeting. I don't know really what he does, but it always seems to be the kids staying late. Elizabeth usually makes this decision. She's quite comfortable in her power. And Elizabeth the Impossible shows that when Elizabeth is comfortable in her power, she turns into a right twat. Even beyond that, which that's a really good point, Dove, Elizabeth does overthink things, but she overthinks them from a very narrow point of view, as she always does. Her point of view is very much, this is what I think is right, so obviously this is how other people are going to react, or this is what needs to be done. And that's believable, too, both for uh, the privilege of Sweet Valley, but also just for that age. Like, you have to learn to look outside of, hey, not everyone acts like I do, or whatever. Uh, So even if she was overthinking this she would think about it in a way that oh well here's the straight line of what i'm thinking and not even see these other options and that's what i think is realistic not necessarily that she wouldn't think about it but that she doesn't have the scope to look outside of her field of view also like wing and i used to run a forum like when 2001 ish onwards dinosaurs truly walked the earth Yeah, long time ago, but we were, you know, about 21 or whatever. And occasionally we'd say something stupid and go, oh, I'm a dick. Yeah. And have to come back and go, yeah, that wasn't what I meant. I I phrased it badly. I'm a fool. And that was us at 21 with a a bit more worldview than St. Elizabeth. Well, shit, that still happens now. Like adults, these are things that happen and all you could do is be like, oh, yeah, I sucked. I'm sorry, I won't do it again. Here's how I'm going to fix it. So yeah, I still think it's very realistic, even if she is overthinking things. Uh, And it's exactly the kind of thing that a teacher is supposed to be there watching what gets printed to make sure it doesn't happen. But, you know, sweet valley. Well, maybe he did. But I think we've established, and this is one of Raisin. Raisin? (laughs) Raisins. Yeah, let's raisin. move on to Thank food. Thank you very much. You I'll be dog bars. You can be raisins. <laughs> I don't know what you can be, Wing. It doesn't Chicken easy. Wing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and she's still a bird. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still part of a bird. You know, keep that straight. I'm not an entire bird, just part of a bird. Jesus, where was I going with that? Oh, yeah. Um, the, it was one of Raven's hot buttons, which is that the staff are completely inept. So perhaps he did see it and went, yeah. I can't see how a 12-year-old boy might feel humiliated by that. Tick. Or even if he did, he's like, eh, he'll be fine. Moving on. Time to go drink. Not a Wakefield. Don't need to make the effort. Mr. Nydick has a new newspaper for us. <laughs> uh. Oh, dear. Um, wow, we've suddenly gone all silent on that. <laughs> 
mean, I didn't like the book, so I don't have a ton to say about it. And I didn't like it in a way that made me rage, which is what I expected. I had a couple moments of rage, but I just was bored, mostly. So I don't have a ton to say about it. Especially after Raven pointed out that it is quite a bit like Amy's time through. So now I'm looking at it as like, okay, here we go with Sweet Valley just repeating stories again. And also, it's just nonsense. um, Because surely they needed an adult like chaperone or coach or whatever because i seem to remember that being a big criticism level to bring it on it's like ha they could never get away with this they all need an adult coach to sign off on their final moves and um i seem to remember an old friend of mine saying that um under certain age you're not allowed to do any flying moves anyway so jessica's somersault would be bullshit yeah they don't seem to have any spotters present uh that's the dudes who just kind of yeah. stand there and and jump into fray when everything goes tits up. But as ever, this is just Sweet Valley. There's never any hint of realism at all. Right. You know, it's well. How much of it? I mean, Wing touched on this in the actual um, summary. the The fact that they were hosting this competition and they've only been in existence for what six months or something like that. And the ho- hosting this was it county wide competition or was it? It's like a championship. More than that. I think it's much a championship. More than that, yeah. Okay, so say it's a national competition. So they'll have Southern what? California. So Southern. Ah, there we go. Southern Californian competition. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But say say generously, they'll have ten other people, ten other schools teams. competing. Yeah. Teams competing. Um, and they, they finished second after being awful in the first one, but being splendid in the second one. In fact, after being Kill It With Fire in the first one and being stupendous in the, um, in the second <laughs> half. Everybody else uh, rocked up with the Spirit Fingers routine set to <laughs> Are You Ready For This by yeah. uh, Two Unlimited. Now, there's part of me thinking that the fact that that happened might really mean that the championship that they holding hasn't really got much kudos on the national championship stage if you like could it be that it was a case of oh let's just do this let's invent a nice little championship and get a few other schools involved and we'll let Sweet Valley host it because they've got a biggest, the biggest gym so they can, they can host it and we'll give everybody really good scores and everyone can come away thinking that they're a winner participation trophy I mean I guess that doesn't super sound like something that was... It doesn't sound very American, to be perfectly honest, but that's very much the kind of thing that they might do in, in the UK. It kind of sounds like American now, where everyone gets a prize for participating, but I don't know about back then, but also I got the impression that this had existed for a while, like it's been going on, they watch tapes from other ones, hmm. and I mean, it's a, oh, yeah, it's they a, did. It's yeah, a, a district-esque level, hmm. so it's not like statewide or even even statewide, much less nationwide, but it, it seemed to carry some history and weight to it. But hmm. I mean, maybe you're That's right. Fair. And it is for middle school. I mean, perhaps they do judge less harshly at younger levels that I don't I, know. I also found it weird because as you pointed out, they watch tapes from previous, I don't know what, what's it called? Competitions, I guess. Yeah. Yes. My first word was tournament, but that's because <laughs> I live with a card player. Um, <laughs> Could be a tournament. Um, But at no point did they go, literally every other team has boys. There must be some sort of merit to this. Mm. I I could get, I could absolutely understand the unicorns in particular not wanting Winston to be the boy on their team. But that's not what they're shouting half the time. It's that they will never have a boy on the team. And I call bullshit on that because, come on, of course they want boys. All they do is sit around and joke and flirt anyway. The boys would be right there for that. Yeah, but then with saying that, I'm thinking that in Sweet Valley High, the cheerleaders are only female. Wasn't George Bush a cheerleader? He was. Not in this series, though. Well... We don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know who their president is, but I suspect it's probably a Wakefield. Mm-hmm. Probably. That's very true. Don't they have, like, every generation has a Ned and an Alice and three Wakefield kids? So what generation Into would every been, generation, yeah. a Wakefield is born. <laughs> so one of those nice. spinoffs is the president in this, uh, always in this country, every, every, every generation. <laughs> 
Did you know, um, I don't know if I've said this before, Rosie messaged me, um, that they are actually descended from the Earl of Wakefield, which is about 20 minutes up the road from where Raven and I live. And we're like, it's not a fucking Earl. (laughs) Also, Wakey, that's, you know... (laughs) There is no class. Podcast that we've talked about it. I love that. I just, I love that. That's ridiculous. Oh my god. Oh, now I feel sorry for anyone binging this. (laughs) Wow, Dove, shut the fuck up about working. Oh. (laughs) I say when I binge, listen. I like to hear the same things be brought up because I get that it's continuity in them. So they don't intend me to binge listen necessarily. So that's on me. Though I encourage binge listening. Everyone should do it. So going back to the book, one thing that I did enjoy and I found quite shocking was the actual level of violence in the book. Yeah. When yeah, um, I will... Winston was getting beaten up I did because not, he wanted yeah. to be a cheerleader, actually getting punched in the face, black eye, the whole thing. I think they would go thing. there and they did. You're right. It was pretty great. Yeah. Was it Charlie great, Cashman? she says, talking I about... <laughs> I know. I'm like, pretty great in a really horrific way. But yeah, it's Charlie... It's the same Charlie, Charlie Cashman. Bullet, yeah. Right? Yeah. And he's, that's continuity for you because yeah. he's quite a problem in Sweet Valley High as well. Is he? Okay. okay. More, more so yes. than Bruce? Or? Different ways. Like Bruce is popular and everyone just kind of lets his shit go. And no one ever sort of really brings it up except for Elizabeth, who's like, she didn't like him because he was a dickhead. Um, whereas Charlie Cashman's more your. Uh, denim jacket smoking under the bleachers uh, only right. without smoking because it's sweet valley and they don't have cigarettes but um poor bully versus rich bully he's more of a punch you whereas mm. uh bruce is more of a rape you you know different sides nice. of the same coin i suppose yeah i'm so looking forward to sweet valley high let me tell you yeah, well, Charlie Cashman's actually a sad one. I mean, it's not deliberate. Uh, it's on the TV Tropes page. Mm. But apparently in Sweet Valley Kids, he's got a goldfish and he gives it a Japanese name because, um, well, maybe it's not a goldfish. It's, it's some kind of fish and it's from Japan, so he gives it a Japanese name and he loves it. And then in Sweet Valley Twins, he's kind of just getting into the bully groove. And it's, by the time Sweet Valley High rolls around, He's an out-and-out racist, at which he has learned from his dad. And while that's nothing the writers ever intended, someone's actually mentioned it on TV Tropes and as, like, something that's genuinely sad. That is heartbreaking. Holy shit. Very nice. I bet he learned this sort of homophobia, gender essentialism from his dad, too, then. Oh, my God. Wait a minute. Don't be be sexist. Well, no, because it's in the book that his dad's... Ah. Uh, I, I was don't in know. the book that his dad's actually. I was assuming, yeah, yeah that was text that his dad is this yeah. terrible person. So I mean, I haven't read that one, but I trust the TV tropes people because if you've got the energy to edit TV tropes, oh, you've probably done your research. Yeah, true. But again, I agree with you. Like the actual violence was interesting to see because usually it's a. I always imagine it to be a bit of a shove because um, Dennis Cookman was a bully and he stole a bike and he would stride through the halls like shoving people right, out like of the way people out but not hitting them really i think on one occasion he may have hit someone off screen hmm. and i think on another one he was getting ready to hit someone but it didn't come to fruition because that's not how sweet valley rolls so this was actually a step up in interesting in the violence so yeah it was it definitely was yeah Different yeah, Jamie, it was, it Suzanne. Was a, it, it was a shock. It was a shock when it came to it. What was the B plot? Uh, what was the B plot? The B plot was the jealousy. The jealousy. Yes. Oh, of course that it was, was. Just nonsense. Just complete nonsense. Yeah, completely unnecessary. Complete nonsense. Just bullshit. Again, setting up perfectly for Sweet Valley High, though, because Elizabeth and Todd just do this. In fact, part of me is going, fuck it. There's about seven billion podcasts about Sweet Valley High. Why don't we just skip it and go to college? (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm thinking that it might make Wing not hate us. And, you know, she is one of our longest standing friends. No, I'm sorry, but, you know, I I didn't sign up for that. I'm a completionist. If we're going to go for it all, we're going to go for it all. But we've already skipped Sweet Valley Kids. We already skipped a whole series, Raven. Yes, I know. I know. However, that was the... You started without me. So I'm happy to start where you 
no, said you're going to start not, and then finish. We didn't you start without you. One. We didn't start without you. <laughs> no, no. Well, okay, you started recapping without me. You had a recapping pedigree and you came to this saying we're going to start with the twins. To be fair, we started a lot was... of things without you. We knew each other like three years before we met you. Yes, yes you did. And you started your life without us. You were born... You know, before we were, how dare you not wait? God, if you're going to continue talking about this, I might just end my life. This is just ridiculous. You have to wait for your triplets, damn it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, triplets, and we're born in three different years. <laughs> okay, let's. Okay, I'll double down. Let's go back and do kids then. All right, let's go back and do kids. I'm not doing kids. There's at least. Why are you not doing kids? One that involves drums. I'm down with this. Dove, why are you not doing kids? Because even when I was like 11, I looked at them and just, I read the first page and just went, nope, nope, nope. That'll make for good recaps, surely. And if 11-year-old Dove is too good for this shit, 38-year-old Dove is way too good for this shit. 11-year-old Dove was too good for this shit, and yet here we are. 11-year-old Dove has issues. <laughs> Stella, you 11-year-old Dove was way cooler than 11-year-old Dove thought she was. So, <laughs> if that's your argument, we should go back and do kids. Let's put twins on hold till we go back and do all of kids. Aside from anything, I'm not buying them. This is the thing, like, I buy all of these. I'm not... <laughs> true. When you say you buy all oh. of these, you, you bought all of these. Well, no. Did, how many of them did you have when you started? When we started this project, you didn't just go out and say, I know what I'll do. I had about not read 60. Any of these. You had about 60. So that's quite a lot, isn't it? I mean, I know it's not it's not um, all of them, but, but that's, it does that's go not up an accident, is it? 107 plus all of the offshoots, plus the Unicorn Club, plus Junior High, which admittedly Wing bought me last yeah, time we were together. Yeah, I think we got a ton of them, though. Like, 60 that's was true. a very low... I don't mean, like, you didn't buy all of them. I'm just saying that we actually... Now that he's saying, oh, yeah, well, we there's started just with so huge many. Like, amount. No, we already bought a ton since we started. <laughs> I was like, it took us forever to find some of them. Yeah. How many kids' books are there? I don't know. I think there's about 40. I don't, I don't have any That's idea. nothing. Pick them up tomorrow, get on eBay. <laughs> I will recap them if you supply them. Huh. Uh, no. <laughs> If we if we get through college and the sweet life, we can loop back. If if Yay. we live that long, we, we can, can have, loop back. We can have our own yeah. sweet valley time. <laughs> nice. <laughs> all right, you know what? I'm down. I will. I will do that. I will go all the way because I am also a completist. I would never skip sweet valley high uh, as much as I want to. So yes, let's do that. We'll go all the way through, then we'll sweet valley time ourselves back to the beginning. What we need to do is get to the end of Twins and partner with someone who's already done high. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you wanted us to do all of them. You were so excited. Yeah. To be fair, yes, I am. I just think the high drama is going to cause Wing to walk out. I'm like I'm already seeing. I'm just going <laughs> to yell a lot. You know me. I'll yell a lot. I'll threaten to burn something to the ground. Nothing will actually get burnt to the ground because I don't have things I own that I don't want to burn or that I do want to burn. You know, it's it's there. I'm not going anywhere because the books infuriate me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we clearly love this book. <laughs> yeah, so back on topic. Um, okay, so the B-plot was jealousy, yeah. which hey, jealousy. is just ridiculous and... To be honest, I thought it was perfectly in keeping with Sweet Valley High because Elizabeth and Todd are just this dysfunctional, fucked up, stupid couple who keep falling in love with people who aren't their boyfriend or girlfriend and then being jealous. You know, it's just... Ugh. So as someone who's read, I'd say, 15, 20 of Sweet Valley High, I thought, well, that's some foreshadowing, but... <laughs> As someone who hadn't, the very first time I read this, I was just like, oh, for fuck's sake, grow up, Liz. I think it's actually pretty realistic for where their relationships are, at least in how that they've all interacted before. That doesn't make it not boring. I, it's boring. Elizabeth knows what's going on and still gets jealous. What the fuck? Yeah, it's not really a good book for Elizabeth, is it? No. You know, <laughs> considering she let some ridiculous editorial mistake happen and print that stupid cartoon. And she was too busy being jealous to realize that she knew about all the jealousy in the first place and 
and got confused with that as well. Right. So maybe she was just maybe she was just like maybe she was possessed by a pod Elizabeth. <gasps> I Some can re- really oh scary aliens. Ooh, maybe it was Margot. <gasps> yeah. Um, in Sweet Valley High, there's someone who looks exactly like Jessica and Elizabeth who isn't Robin because I don't think she exists. Um, and she tries to take over one of the twins' life. Um, and I'm led to believe that she also has a long lost twin. And they both uh, decide to take over the Wakefield's life, except for they try and kill each other because they both want to be Jessica. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I didn't realize nice. that they tried to kill each other because they both want to be Jessica, but that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I love the the fact that it's sort of like, yeah, I'd rather be dead than Elizabeth. It's like, oh, so evil twins want to take over good twins, you know, using that loosely lives. They could just swap places. No, no, they both want to be Jessica. Someone else has to die. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. How much Sweet Valley High have we discussed in this Sweet Valley Twins podcast? Far too much. Way more yeah. I don't haven't read any of them and don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So overall, I do like this book. I think it's easier to read. Mm. I think you might have enjoyed it more if you'd have just whizzed through it and read it. Maybe just Maybe. a smidge. I don't know. I just I I don't know. I might have been less. You know. I don't know. I was just bored. And the second place thing really grinded my gears because they did no work. They did nothing. They did bad enough in the first round. They shouldn't even have made it to the final round. So yeah, like my getting hung up on that probably did slam a lot of this book for me. The thing that the, the, they didn't finish first, though, which is where you'd expect the narrative to take it. They shouldn't have made the final round in the first place. In reality, I guess that, that is correct. However, have you not seen any plucky underdog story? Any film at all where they start off badly and then come back and, and do well? that badly. I I have a story. Uh, when I was about 13, I entered a show jumping competition and I had... You forgot re- your horse. No. I had recently hurt my back. Um, I fell off and I landed on a jump and I very nearly broke it and it was still on the mend. Anyway, I entered the show jumping competition and I just lost, like, because my back was in so much pain, I just lost it and I fell off during the uh show jumping i was like back on and i finished the round and everyone was like good show good show well done get back on the horse after you fall off as it turns out i won i lit like i was in so much pain that i just kind of limped off with my horse and just ate polos and was like that was fucking embarrassing i won so literally everyone else did worse than me (laughs) so perhaps every other tween cheerleading group is worse than 13 year old dove with a back problem however you've already let me know that competition doesn't really mean anything in england so i just i can't i can't that's apply not that. what i said no that's not what i said no competition <laughs> does mean something but it's just approach with a modem a modicum of class that the Americans just don't possess with we their don't. USA, USA, we win mentality. We win everything. Holy shit, we're Wakefield. I'm I'm gonna need a minute now. Huh? <laughs> yeah, so maybe just ev- literally everybody else was worse. I mean, sure, that's probably yeah. whatever. Or they were so great that they won anyway. I get that. In Wakefield sweet, I get that, but it annoys me. Little things like that just dig at my skin for some reason here's a head cannon that will make it make sense to you just before they get uh winston back jessica's like fuck these bitches with their flawless routine and they're being good fuck them i'm a wakefield if i'm gonna lose everyone's gonna lose because then that might me might make me win and she goes in and she fills their trainers or their sneakers or whatever with thumbtacks or broken glass and everybody else just staggers through their routine with bleeding feet and jessica's like have that bitches i'm pretty sure if the first person out stepped on a shoe on a, a, a shoe full of thumbtacks the first thing they'd do is go what the fuck's this in my shoe who put thumbtacks in my shoe they wouldn't just go oh 
something's wrong. Let's carry on. I don't know. I've se- I have seen so many ballet movies where someone gets off stage and like their foot's bleeding and they take off their shoe and it's filled with with broken glass. So I'm just assuming that anyone who does sport has no concept of pain in their feet. <laughs> I would say that ballet is exceptionally because you your feet can bleed in ballet without glass in your shoe. Like that's kind of a normal thing. No one would just chin up and carry on unless they were in England. Come on now. Well, I was just going to say, surely they would, because USA, USA, and, you know, winning and well, I suppose shit. Also, no health care, so if you're screwed up, no choice. <laughs> How about this for headcanon as to why they finished second? Who judged it? Mm, was it Nigel? Probably the teachers. I would assume, well, that would assume cheerleading coaches. I don't know. They're usually actual judges that are separate from the hosting school. But yeah, let's yeah, say it's okay. Sweet Valley Middle School teachers. Yeah, okay, That's fair there. enough. People. Adults. Adults from from this universe. Arguably, They're yeah. all completely shit. <laughs> all power to the hypnotoad. Nice. A Wakefield walks out and everyone just gets like the, the wobbly right. eyes and they're like, oh my God, it's a Wakefield. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Well, because it didn't happen the first time. No, it did. They just knew them in themselves oh, that they were bad. <laughs> they all stormed out going, we were awful, but we didn't look behind them to see like 9.8. I see. 9.7. <laughs> I was going to go with uh, that Elizabeth, Elizabeth, that Jessica put some sort of poison or laxative or something in everybody's water bottles. And so oh, we that, that's better than that the thumbtacks. But yeah, you know, I like all of these theories. Cool. This book has gone up, uh, you know, a whole half a step. <laughs> On the subject of theories, do you think we're in a good place to move on to Bleak Valley yes, now? Yes, 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 we yeah. are. I do my usual I got nothing no because that's what I'm saying I got nothing yes everyone got nothing then okay so how do we judge this book <laughs> yeah roll it through <laughs> yeah. I like it I mean I can tell you what my judgment is if we're really rolling all the way through no 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 no, no. we need to do something on Bleak Valley surely nothing. <laughs> really nothing at all it's terrible all of the books are terrible no well Omar all bar three I think I'm up to maybe five that I like. <laughs> it's not so much that it's terrible from my point of view. It's the fact that it's very hard to relate back to a girl locked in the cupboard under the stairs. And come to think of it, I'm not necessarily sure that Americans have cupboards under the stairs. Yeah, but they know of them. Not usually, but we know what it is now. So. <laughs> Everyone's read Harry Potter. Harry Potter for the win. <laughs> Yeah, it's just hard to relate back to that. I mean, my only thought in linking the cheerleading would be that um, that Elizabeth has, I don't know, maybe Alice has the radio on and every so often there's an advert um, and a jingle about, you know, the Southern California cheerleading nationals or whatever they are this weekend. Maybe. And she mm. wishes she could go. But as for relating the actual story back to her, I, I don't know. It's it is something that doesn't naturally fall into Bleak Valley because Elizabeth honestly didn't do that much. Um she made like we say she made a bad judgment call about the, the newspaper article and she got jealous of Todd. Well, maybe, I mean, I don't know how to do the jealousy, but maybe that thing is she's made some sort of mistake. And it's probably a tiny little mistake. She cleaned with the wrong thing or she dropped something or who knows. But it's now because, A, because uh, everything is her fault no matter what happens. It's being blown out of proportion. So now she's got to look at, well, what would happen in this world if the perfect version made a mistake? How does that get fixed? Because they do manage to fix it by apologizing even is one of the big parts uh, but her apologies never make anything. So maybe this is a way of giving herself that 
if I say sorry, I can't be forgiven. I'm not hated forever. I would say that after all that abuse, I don't think, um, maybe over-relating, I'm not so sure that after a while an apology would be her first port of call. What do you think it would be? To scream back. I don't Because I felt... I mm. I mean Elizabeth is a very different character to me but I always found like after years and years of apologizing it wasn't going anywhere so I started screaming back and you know my first year of living with Raven was hella interesting for him because mm. he had to basically deal with a petulant child every time we disagreed right but two things are there how old were you when you started screaming back Probably older than Elizabeth and not trapped in a closet to be fair and then mm. number two yeah like Elizabeth even at even best elizabeth like sweet valley elizabeth is completely spineless it never stands up for herself that's yeah. true yeah. yeah you're right so i mean yeah, yeah i don't disagree right. that shouting back would at least feel better whether it actually did any better or not but i don't know that elizabeth especially however old bleak valley elizabeth is would get there though it'd be it would be interesting to see what happens if she did or sweet valley elizabeth if she ever really stood up for herself consistently yeah, well, maybe when we get to Sweet Valley High, we will see a change in Bleak Elizabeth because... Oh, interesting. Yeah. It's not so much that she grows a spine, but she does argue with Todd more often. So perhaps hmm. that would re- reflect her. Interesting. Her, yeah, her, interesting. I'm, I'm done apologising kind of mentality about things. But, <laughs> but never to again, Jessica. I, She's always apologising to Jessica, I'm sure. Or at least backing down hmm. to Jessica. Yeah, I still can't relate anything really other than what you've mentioned into the story to Bleak Elizabeth, so. Well, maybe it's not really about cheerleading. Maybe that's just the the thing that she fixates on. Maybe it was more the fact that some, I don't know, the, the, the step-sibling was getting preferential treatment for being a boy oh. or got something that she'd like and they literally said, no, you can't have that, you're a girl. And then she was sort of thinking on that that sexist treatment. So part of her wanted to, as the unicorns, gleefully deny a boy something yeah. something yeah. they wanted, and as Elizabeth fight as Elizabeth the she knew it was unjust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, I can see that. Not particularly bleak, if you know what I mean, but right. just. Uh, thought process behind the thing. Well, I mean, I definitely see uh, Bleak Valley parents be like, yeah, no, you can't have that, your girl. Even, like, that the step-sibling gets to go outside the house. Like, he's a yeah. boy. He can say, girls have to stay home, whatever. So, yeah, I could definitely see that part, for sure. Yeah. But, yeah, tough tough to actually come up with a concrete connection between, yeah. the, between the book and... Yeah. yeah, our Bleak Valley's just not... This if is not our finest other bleak. bleaker ideas that they want to share. Feel free to come speak to us in the comments. Twitter. Or... Twitter, yeah, hit us up on Twitter, yeah. All right, so I guess it's time to rate the books then. Everyone get your hands ready to do <laughs> the uh, hand motions that nobody knows. Sometime we'll take some sort of picture somehow. Uh, as a reminder, the categories are stupendous, good, meh, bad and kill it with fire yeah i'm gonna go with the high bad low meh on this uh it was probably more high bad after just writing the recap and then rereading the recap to prep for recording but after talking about it it's more just a meh i don't it's just boring i don't really like it there wasn't enough good to it to drag it up i really wanted more from the unicorns uh even though i really did love winston and Amy and Grace, for that matter. So, yeah, just meh. Um, I think I would have put it as a low good before this conversation, but having um, Wing and Raven point out that pretty much everything the unicorns did was exactly the same as in previous books has lost it points for not being very imaginative. And... Yeah, and the B-plot was just silly, but I don't have much time for Liz, so perhaps I'm being unfair in general to most of her stories. But yeah, I think it would have been a low good, but it's actually a a high meh for me. 
Well, I'm going to stick to my guns and I'm going to give it a low good. I I enjoyed it. I When I read it, it made me laugh. There were bits that I didn't enjoy, but overall, I thought it was good enough to warrant a low good. I'm glad um, you It was nice it. to see... Mm. Thank you. It was nice to see another side of Winston because, obviously, we usually get to see the nerdy side through... Uh, as a very, very small peripheral character, we don't really get to see him doing anything really cool and this time he did something cool and when he was showing everybody just how great he was at gymnastics yeah it was a bit of a reach to believe he's only had three weeks of lessons well fucking go Winston I'll be his booster yay Winston yay you know so so overall I'll, I'm gonna stick to my guns and say low good I like that I like that you liked it and I like that you still like it after the conversation uh I always enjoy seeing how our opinions change as we talk so that's very nice yeah, I like, I do like Winston, but this book just, it wasn't hugely great. And you guys actually taught me out of liking it as much as I did. So <laughs> well, it's on you, you guys. You up, so, you know, we sometimes things change your own. Oh, so you borrowed some of my meh to get it out of bad. I did, yeah. It was going to be okay, that's upper, cool. like high bad, so it kind of rolled up into meh. So that dragged you down into meh, so I did take a little there and then raven just stayed on an even key <laughs> <laughs> all right well that's good to know all right so if that's everyone then we can go ahead and wrap this one up if you guys don't have anything else to say about this book which i certainly don't i wish we could see more of this winston who was absolutely delightful everything else was just kind of meh for me but thank you for listening we hope the podcast wasn't quite as bad as i thought the book was bye guys bye bye You've been listening to the Sweet Valley Online Podcast for Sweet Valley Twins number 52, Booster Boycott, recorded on 12th August 2018. Next time, we'll be talking about Sweet Valley Twins number 53, The Slime That Ate Sweet Valley. Until then, 2, 4, 6, 8, we appreciate you! Yay, team! You can access all our past recaps and podcast episodes at sweetvalley.online, a member of the nostalgicbookshelf.com network. Check us out on facebook.com slash sweetvalleyonline or tumblr at sweetvalleyonline.tumblr.com. Our music is supplied by Stuart Taylor. He can be contacted at taylorstuart602 at gmail.com for all your musical needs. We can be found on Twitter under sweetvalley underscore for dove, devil's elbow pod for wing, and bookshelf raven for raven. We'd love it if you subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.